0: Hello and welcome to the Pursuing Progress podcast where we have honest conversations to help you fall forward And this is episode 2 where we're going to talk about my experience becoming an exercise physiologist So becoming an EP And so for those that, you know, listen to my podcast, uh, the last podcast um, So this all came from just kind of a freak of nature um, like I was, you know, set and ready to become an actuary. I did all the subjects kind of leading up to it, your business studies, your economics and, uh, and maths. So I did none of the sciences. I was ready to, you know, have that office job and be an actuary and, you know, plug away at the numbers, um, and calculate insurance for people. Um, but you know, two weeks out from the deadline, I was just like, nah, I don't, I don't want this. And, yeah, decided to go some other route and yeah, I just ended up at exercise, become an exercise physiologist and um, yeah, at the University of New South Wales, uh, the greatest uni in Australia. Um, yeah, little plug just there. Um, I think, yeah, going into uni, it's it's something that we definitely, yeah, take for granted Um, that we get tertiary education and, um, that we have a system here in Australia where we can just kind of go in for free, Uh, not for free, but, you know, we have to pay the government back where the government kind of pays, you know, loans you the money to be able to study for free. So like, it gives you this sense of like choice and, and freedom to be able to, yeah, explore your options and yeah. And study away and, you know, um, yeah, to be able to upskill, and yeah, it definitely is, yeah, a privilege, and one, I think, yeah, we take for granted, and think that it's just kind of a given, um, like, it's just a given that, um, you know, after you finish your 12, you go to uni straight away, um, yeah, like, you know, doing trades, or, you know, starting your own business, or going some other path, it's just not as, you know, mainstream, like, it's not, kind of people's first thought, um, usually, and people just kind of go to uni and, you know, might take a while to kind of figure out. And I think I'll, you know, tell my story, um, a little into it of, you know, how I took a bit more, more time than usual that I didn't. Yeah. Like I didn't complete the degree in four years as normal people would. Um, and I'll kind of go into that a bit more. And so, yeah. So it's really interesting that, um, yeah, we get kind of thrown into the system where, yeah, you have so many choices. like how are you supposed to know, um, what you're meant to do, um, you know, when you finish your 12, you're, you know, 17, 18, um, just about to finish, you know, your teenagehood and like, you know, where you, you know, you've just been told to study all the time and it's hard to kind of know what you want to kind of do. Uh, from that. And, you know, some people are, are lucky and kind of wired a different way Where they, yeah, where they already know they want to be a doctor, you know, hopefully on their own accord and not to please parents, but it is a very common story, unfortunately. Um, and, you know, some people know they want to be engineers or they want to be a plumber or they want to, um, yeah, go into the arts and do music and, and things like that. So, you know, you you know there are people that are you know blessed and lucky in that way uh, to already have that kind of sense of direction and um, for me I, I wasn't one of those people uh, I definitely didn't know um, what I was doing there uh, like I did none of the sciences didn't do chemistry didn't do biology or physics and so walking into you know this degree that had a lot of science like you know I, I did kind of find myself questioning uh, myself a lot. Um, You know, I think I'm skipping forward a bit, but I think there was a lot, um, yeah, a lot of days where, you know, after a day of lectures, I'm just like, you know, what the heck am I doing here? That was just a lot of, you know, science and a lot of things that I didn't even really consider or even think about in high school. Um, So there was a lot of days where I was just kind of talk to myself and I was just like like what the heck am I doing here why am I here like what is this like what is this um you know like okay exercise cool like I didn't I just do it because you know it's fun and um you know you make friends that way um (laughs) I didn't really think about oh this is like a whole you know profession and this will be your career if you see this through, um, and, and so yeah, there's just a lot going on in my head, um, just realizing what what am I doing here, and I think yeah, as you kind of because you're still kind of keeping in touch, kind of with your friends from you know Year Twelve and in high school, and you know there you know the, there are some people that are you know really enjoying it because it's no they know that's what they want to do and so they're really learning a lot they're really enjoying it they're like wow like you know first uni is great i'm learning so much like you know or a common one is just like man like year 12 just taught me nothing like i learned you know all the year 12 stuff within a few weeks at uni and and yeah so it was it was an interesting time um and it, it is a time of transition cuz you know you're you're not at high school anymore. You're not, you know, spoon fed anything. Uh, you don't have like an, you know, all these resources and expos you can go to, to kind of help you with uni. Um, yeah. Like when you're at university, like they treat you as adults They're not going to spoon feed you anything. Um, you know, how hard you work is up to you. There's no, no one pressuring you. Um, the freedom's all yours you know, to get amongst it, the, there's bars, there's food, there's, a, you know, places to hang out, there's events. Um, yeah. And so, you know, you can make um, uni life as, you know, what you want it to be. Um, you can, you know, spend most of your time kind of socializing, getting to know people, uh, going to the parties and the events and join the clubs. Um, yeah. Cause it r- really is, like the the time and the place to to network for f- you know your future to kind of um, yeah know people in kind of higher places you know the the people who work a bit harder um, than, a nor- than a normal than the normal person who will, you know who might eventually become CEOs and entrepreneurs and and things like that. So it is ideal to you know socialize and things like that and to get to know people because you know you know. The University of New South Wales has, you know, 50 to 60,000 people and that's a, that's just prime like, kind of place to kind of, yeah, get those networks set up and it can help you, you know, find jobs later on in life, uh, which is not something I really thought about. And so um, in terms of social um, involvement for me, it just wasn't that great, but I kind of look past that a little bit. And so, yeah, so uni is what you make of it. Um, you know, you can just go to your lectures, study, and then go home and not really, um, you know, really socialize or make friends or, or whatnot. Like, there are people that go through uni, like, they do well academically and, um, you know, they they can learn, like, amazing jobs and things like that. But, um, yeah, you also miss um, kind of that fun and entertaining side of uni because it can get quite miserable as I've I'll probably personally personally experience um just kind of studying and like it is a time to you know make friends and and yeah you're an adult you can make decisions hang with who you want to um it's not about groups or anything it's um yeah whatever and yeah this is like a bunch of you know, diversity. Um, there's all these clubs you can join to kind of, you know, experience different cultures, or you can find clubs that, you know, are more geared towards, uh, your interests or like, it's really important to find like-minded people as well as kind of experience the different cultures and opinions and thoughts that people can have because you know not everyone's going to think the same thing. Um, uh, because I came from a Christian school and, yeah, like the majority of opinions and, and thoughts were kind of geared towards uh, Christian thoughts. And so going to uni where you come to this place of just, you know, open discussion of, you know, thoughts and ideas and, um, yeah, it definitely was a kind of a burst in the bubble. And, um, yeah, I think it took a while to kind of like, yeah, get used to, um, definitely. Um, but, you know, it, it's a better reflection of, you know, what life is in the world. Um, and so, you know, one of the pros and cons of going to a Christian school is, is that, so it's not a true reflection of, you know, how the world is at the moment. And so, yeah, definitely had a bit of adjusting to do. And so I think for me, realizing what I was like in year 12 or throughout high school, um, it was, I was really anti-social uh, all I did was kind of play handball. So I really didn't talk or get to know anyone. Um, you know, it, I like, I went to a smallish school and so every class had probably like 60 to 70 in total for the whole grade. And because I was so like not with it in terms of talking and engaging people socially, um, there are people in my cohort that I probably didn't speak a word to, um, that's how terrible I was. And, um, I think knowing that about myself going into uni, I think, um, I used this whole transition into uni as an opportunity to hopefully change. And so, um, yeah, despite how uncomfortable I felt, uh, with it or how like disgust, disgusted or kind of nerve wracking it was, like, I just, kind of tried my best to kind of like go out and kind of meet people, say hello. Like, even if it just is the most awkward thing in the world or like, we just seem like the most different, you know, two beings in the world. Uh, I, I just kind of give it a go, uh, to <laughs> see how it panned out. Um, like, you know, it was hit, hit and miss. Definitely. Uh, there are people that, yeah, were kind of open cause we're all, cause everyone's in the same boat. Everyone's most, you know, majority of people are people who come from year 12. So, you know, you're going through the transition together. And so you have that in common. And so that really helps to kind of open up conversations. And I don't know, you might be that really annoying guy that talks about ATAR, but, um, yeah, like that doesn't matter after you've, you're into uni. Um, and so, yeah, it, it was good. It was a good learning curve for me, um, to do something that was uncomfortable. Um, like, you know, I was able to kind of be in like kind of a group, but not really. And so kind of floated around, but I did spend a lot of time just kind of going straight to the library to kind of revise things. And, um, yeah, that kind of got miserable after a while. Um, oh yeah. And so, yeah, because the subjects that it took were very, like, science-y, so there was, like, biology, psychology, and chemistry in the first year, and this introductory course to what an exercise physiologist is. And so, yeah, I I just felt like I needed to dedicate a lot of time to study because this isn't something that came natural to me. Um, Yeah, so much so, actually, before uni started, they offered bridging courses, which is, like, a really short course to kind of go over the fundamentals of um, either like chemistry, biology, physics, or um, maths. I think they have a maths one as well. And so I decided to sign up for a bridging course in chemistry um, because I, f- <laughs> I felt like that was really fundamental to understanding science. And because I had nothing, I had no, you know, prior knowledge of it. Uh, I, you know, I felt it necessary to do it. Um, it's a few hundred dollars um, over the kind of summer holiday that summer holiday uh, before the first semester, um, to kind of go in and, um, yeah, to have someone, um, <laughs> um, yeah, to have, you know, Electra kind of go through all the fundamentals and like, it, it was good. Um, like it was, it was a nice kind of exposure to, to what you knew was going to be, you know, to kind of check out the place as well. Um, You know, it's, yeah, to kind of like sit in the lecture halls and know what it's like to, you know, listen to lectures and listen to different, uh, lecturers and things like that. And so it was a good exposure like kind of, you know, when you put, you know, your goldfish or, you know, fish into the water, you put the bag on top first, let it kind of, you know, acclimatize and then put, (laughs) and then release it into the wild, into the water. Um, and so, yeah, like it was, it was good, but I think I got more out of it in terms of getting to know some people first before um, starting uni. I think that was the biggest kind of benefit to it um, because, yeah, I think after the first uh, two or three weeks of lectures in chemistry, like that was as far as the bridging course got. Uh, like it helped out a bit to kind of understand all the language and jargon and things like that. But I think beyond that, you kind of like left on your own, <laughs> and so um, it felt like a bit of a you know waste of money. <laughs> Probably shouldn't say that, but um, like it was helpful to kind of get to know people and uh, yeah, from different um, you know that are taking different courses. You know, I met some like engineers, I met some uh, you know people who studying engineering, optometrist, and one was doing like music. And so that was, that was really nice and struck up some sort of a friendship, which is, which is good. Um, and so, yeah, it kind of helped me for two or three weeks. Um, and then chemist, yeah, chemistry was probably my best subject. Uh, turned out to be my best subject over all the subjects that I did. Um, yeah, throughout uni. Um, surprisingly, I don't know why. Um, (laughs) yeah, it it still baffles me to this day. And so, yeah, I think, yeah, something I'll probably talk about in the next episode, um, yeah, is about, you know, how I, so I've I've become a tutor for for exercise physiology at UNSW. And yeah, something I, yeah, I'll talk about probably in the next episode, but I think something that has become apparent to me um, you know, over these years, like recently is that, um, you really need to understand your why to, you know, what you're doing. Um, otherwise you're just gonna like, just be so lost and so like aimless in, in what you do. Um, I think it's something i tell the first year students like right away. It's just like, work out your why, like why are you here? Um, so get beyond, you know, I just want to help people. or I enjoy the sport like make that really concrete and, uh, like really solid. So I think when obstacles come your way, like you're gonna, you know, be so fixed on this, like goal or this, you know, your, your why, like it's going to be so clear and you're so focused about it. Um, you know, that when things happen, like you're not going to be shaken from the path, you're going to maintain, um, you know, your, your road kind of thing, maintain on your path. And so I, that wasn't something that I kind of had in my mind, um, going to uni, it was a lot of, what am I doing here? Is this what I'm doing? Um, is this my life? Like, is this my future? (laughs) Am I going to be an EP? Um, because I think as, as the years kind of went on and realizing what an exercise physiologist was and what skills that involved, like, and the, and then just thinking about the skills that I have, I think it just became, in my mind, it just became like further and further apart. Um, like I, you know, somehow did, did, did well in chemistry, but science wasn't really a thing for me. Um, it was a constant struggle to kind of, you know, keep up with, um, you know, the lecture content. I had to just, you know, go back home and kind of Google the terms and kind of reread things and it took me a lot longer to kind of get my head around all the science stuff and and because exercise physiology is something that you know, EPs um it's something it's it's a face to face thing with people you're um so what an exercise physiologist is is you know an allied health professional that kind of specializes in delivering lifestyle interventions to manage chronic conditions. So so the job's gonna involve like you know, like in a hospital, like you're gonna You know, be faced with the sick people and they're going to present to you, you know, the different problems and the issues and the conditions that they have. And they're looking to you for, you know, solutions and, um, you know, through lifestyle things. Because a lot of disease is um, caused by lifestyle factors such as, you know, um, our sleep, our diet, um, the amount of exercise we get or how much time we spend not exercising or not moving. And so, you know, our our role is to address that. And so I, because of how antisocial I was, or just like how, um, socially inept, is that the word? Um, I was at just kind of talking, you know, I hated public speaking. Uh, every time I did it at school, I kind of cringed and just kind of like, I was just so, you know, palms are sweaty, knees weak, arms are heavy. Um, yeah, like I might <laughs> I would just stumble over all my words, probably like I'm doing now, um, I would just stumble. I would just hate it. Uh, my hands would be shaking, like my heart would be racing. I could feel the palpitations. I could, yeah, I could just not want to be in that room anymore. Um, and you know, I just would avoid eye contact. I just hated public speaking. I hate talking to, you know, strangers. Like you know, I would, yeah, I would kind of cower from you know asking someone from, for directions from. Um, you know, from a shop or just a stranger on the street. And I think when that kind of became apparent that that kind of communication was kind of, you know, essential uh, for this role, like this whole kind of endeavour to become an exercise physiologist just became a lot harder um, because I didn't see myself doing it. I, you know, I don't... um, have the skills to become an effective communicator. Um, I, yeah, I just kept thoughts to myself, and I, I wasn't really good at expressing it. And like, how could I kind of communicate, you know, what I needed to communicate to someone in terms of helping them with their condition if I can't communicate normal things, like you know how my day was and how you know what you know what happened and. Um, yeah. So it just became a really big struggle, um, like day in and day out, realizing that I don't, I don't think I'm suited to this. Um, and that just kind of built up over, you know, the first year, second year and third year. Um, and then, you know, just not feeling great coming to uni, uh, because, I was just so far in already. I was third year into this four year degree. I was just like, what have I done for the past three years? All I've done is just kind of like study a lot of science, study a lot of anatomy and physiology and understanding how the human body works. Like, that's great. That's cool. You know, I'm, I'm a human. I've got these muscles and you know, I can move them around and it all makes sense, but I can't talk to someone. I can't communicate effectively. Um, and that feeling of just, like, you know, feeling so lost and it's just, like, what am I doing here? Is was just so kind of painful um, to kind of live with and having a lot of kind of issues and relationship stresses and other things going on is just kind of piled up into this just, you know, this bottle because I wasn't really, like, talking to anyone to kind of debrief all these things with or or that I had a psychologist kind of help me process these things. It, it just kind of blew up and I was just like, you know, like screw it. Like what, what am I doing here? Um, I should be doing commerce. I would be finished by now. And, you know, being, yeah, having, <laughs> having a job by now that will give me that sense of direction. Like I'm good at math. I'm good at kind of like all the number stuff and analytical stuff. Like, what am I doing here? I just kind of, I just kind of imploded and that's, um, yeah, what's probably contributed a lot to kind of, um, realizing my depression and anxiety and, um, yeah, that, that became a lot more clear and a lot more apparent. Um, and so I, I just had to just, yeah, like, I felt like quitting. I felt like just stopping the whole thing and just, I don't know, going away for a year and just not thinking about anything or just stay home and be a bum. Um, and I don't know, without really thinking about it, I just went to the you know student admin um, office to kind of, yeah, think about just quitting the course. I actually just talked about just quitting the course and because I'm just finding it too difficult, I don't know if I belong or anything. Um, but they nicely kind of suggested, Hey, like, do you want to take, um, kind of what's it called? Like leave of absence, but just like, kind of like a gap year, just kind of like put it on hold for a bit, um, take a year and then come back next year. Um, and it's like, okay. Um, okay. I'm super emotional right now. That seems like a better idea. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's let's do it. That's let's do that. Um, and so, yeah, I took a gap year after the first semester of, third year. Um, and yeah, I just had to just lie low, just rest and, um, yeah, rejuvenate, hibernate probably. And yeah, it like, you know, and people ask me afterwards of like, Oh, what'd you do in your, you know, in your gap year? Um, uh, yeah, it's hard to kind of answer that because I think a lot of time was just kind of, yeah, spent kind of digesting and processing and, and really thinking about, you know, what I am doing. Um, and so there was nothing really kind of productive that was done, uh, in the year. Like I was, you know, I did, you know, meet my like previous girlfriend, but that probably took most of my time actually thinking about it now, but. I think there was no kind of direction in that gap year as well to kind of think things through. Um, I think, yeah, like I kind of stayed in contact with a few of the, um, you know, colleagues uh, at uni to see how they were doing and kind of, yeah, hearing about you know all the uh, all the subjects that they're doing and all the placement they're doing that they're doing and uh, it seemed pretty exciting for them. And so after that gap year yeah, I didn't really accomplish much, um, in terms of thinking about my direction or what I want to do. Um, but it just kind of, yeah. So I didn't kind of use it as productively as I would have liked. Um, but then yeah, got thrown in to the second semester of third year, uh, with a different cohort. So yeah, most of my friends were busy in fourth year, kind of finish off their studies and you know, finishing placement and things like that. And so came into, um, yeah, back into the course uh, with a whole bunch of new people, like some familiar faces. um, But I think, yeah, like that just made things hard because, you know, people have already established all their friendship groups and things like that. So for me, it was just kind of weird to kind of just jump into this kind of cohort, just like, hey, like... (laughs) But it, it's, it's a normal thing to happen. Um, you know, people might, you know, have to do work, you know, uni part-time for a bit and, uh, because of just like travel or other issues. And so, yeah, I ended up in this new cohort. I was just like, I want to go, I'm just going to like stick to myself. But I think there were a lot of people that, yeah, in that cohort that were a lot nicer and a lot more kind of open and welcoming, um, towards me once they kind of like knew, um, about, you know, my kind of situation and, you know, how I was in the year above. Um, and were yeah, were a lot more open and welcoming. I kind of, you know, I don't really say this out loud, but I actually kind of preferred their company really. Um, and, and so yeah, it was, it was interesting just to have a year and a bit with them. Um, but yeah, be, but because I kind of jumped back into it, I didn't really mentally prepare I got thrown into probably one of the hardest years, um, hardest hardest semesters um, of the course, uh, where we look at kind of more practical applications of um, all the knowledge um, that that you've accrued in terms of your anatomy and physiology and exercise stuff, and it got more practical with kind of the the clinical skills in kind of a neuro neurological like setting or a workplace setting. And so though, and there's also another subject of clinical applications of, um, yeah, like clinical conditions and the role of exercise. And so these, and I also chose an elective of neuroanatomy, which just made things a lot harder. Um, And so I just kind of came in and it was just really hard, uh, really difficult because everyone already had the momentum of kind of studying well and were kind of like up to date with all the study and things like that but I just came in with like no momentum and it was a big struggle. And, you know, I didn't have, you know, super close friends and it was just hard to kind of like ask for help or kind of, you know, borrow notes from people uh, because I didn't really know anyone um, that well. And so I just grounded it out by my, you know, mostly by myself, you know, in the library trying to work things out for myself, Um, just, you know, crying and dying inside. Um, and so, yeah, there were two or three subjects where I, I think two subjects where I've almost failed, um, which were the two kind of like practical application ones of neuron and Workplace. And it w- it was tough because there was a practical component to it. There's an os what's got an OSCII of, not an OSCII of a v- a viva, which is kind of like, yeah, they kind of watch you do all the practical stuff to solve um, solve a case study. And I just kind of broke down Had a nervous breakdown and just like did not do well and just said the wrong thing and just forgot and just had mental blanks at almost every point. And I was close to just quitting again. Um, and it was really, really difficult. Um, but yeah, I was just like, okay, I'm, I'm good at theory. Um, I'll study my he- head off and, uh, you know, hopefully, um, you know, scrape a path overall, um, which, which was what happened. Um, unfortunately. Yeah. I I don't know. Like by God's grace, I, I did. Um, yeah, because I was, I was headed for a fail unless I got probably like a decent score in the final exam. Like if I didn't, I would have, yeah, I would have (laughs) failed it and have to do it again. Uh, but yeah, luckily I didn't have to, yeah, I just relied on my theoretic- theoretical knowledge. Of them. But what I want to kind of come to is just um, what um, what kind of came after. Because I, although I pass, which is, you know, some people are like, yeah, please to get degrees, awesome. But I think for me, there's just something missing. Like, oh, I'm glad I passed, yes. But like the next year was just placement where I will have to, um, you know, do all those clinical skills and all those things that I'm super uncomfortable with. And, and so I, I, had, I emailed one of the lecturers to kind of talk these things through and, you know, talking about quitting again. Um, I was just like, I don't think I can do this. This is not my forte. I don't know what I'm doing here. And, and yeah, they were able to kind of graciously talk me through things and help me debrief and kind of process where I'm at. And yeah, this suggested a lot of different, you know, strategies and different programs I can look at to, um, to help me kind of move forward well. And yeah, really kind of grateful for that conversation. Otherwise I really would have, yeah, thrown that degree in the bin and, um, yeah, be lost. I'd probably still be doing another undergrad degree right now if it wasn't for that conversation. Um, But yeah, I, it helped me kind of gather some courage to, yeah, just go into placement, just kind of, yeah, um, just learn, um, as much as I'm capable of at that time. Um, yeah, all the kind of mental stuff and all the emotional stuff. Yeah. Did, you know, provide barriers to kind of learning to my full capacity and it was really understandable. Um, but yeah, to kind of, have that courage to kind of keep moving forward, even though you fear for your life and you fear that you're going to fail, um, was such a valuable learning point for me, um, because I didn't ever see myself in a kind of job or career or anything that, you know, involved kind of talking to people or getting kind of personal with people or just having to communicate, um, in a public forum, um, at all. And um, yeah, I think starting at you know the lifestyle clinic that we have uh, was really helpful to um, have all the support and all the resources to kind of yeah to go through it. And you know there are other people that were struggling as well, so that was kind of good to kind of yeah have someone along with me that is also kind of finding it tough and yeah from that because it was just kind of really well regulated and really kind of well governed and so there's all these steps to different things and and different checks to make sure you're prescribing the right thing and saying the right things to different people and so that was helpful to kind of like grow yeah in confidence to yeah to do it and as time went on i just kind of realized hey i'm i'm doing this i'm you know i'm talking to patients i'm doing um you know, taking these notes. I'm, you know, running the programs. I'm, um, communicating with them. I'm developing rapport with them. And it was a moment of kind of self-realization of just like, Hey, like I can, you know, if I'm willing to put the work in and willing to kind of, um, yeah, face my fears in that way, uh, I can get things done. Um, I can do things that I thought were impossible previously. And that was a really a valuable lesson to kind of carry into my other placements. Cause I was really blessed to, um, yeah, I was really blessed to get put in these, uh, really kind of challenging, um, placements. So the other one was, you know, ride hospital working with cardiovascular patients and, you know, there's a lot of different considerations and things I have to think about how to monitor the heart rate, taking blood pressure, taking, you know, blood sugars and all that. And, that kind of developed, um, yeah, a lot of, a lot more, um, in terms of, yeah, the skills I learned and the confidence I grew from, yeah, just running a big class, um, and, you know, having to communicate to a large group of people to, you know, to get them to understand what what's going on in the program and, um, yeah, having the confidence to, you know, tell them, Hey, that's, let's stop this and do this now or, uh, and to run the assessments. Like, I think it was just this learning curve. This is growth curve. That was just exponential. Um, then I got put in, you know, Concord hospital where we worked with the lifestyle, not lifestyle, um, survivors, the cancer survivorship clinic where people, you know, post-cancer treatment come in for exercise because yeah, it's, It was kind of peaking in evidence in terms of the role of exercise for the cancer in terms of preventing um the reoccurrence and um you know kind of kind of improving their function and um quality of life you know post-surgery or post-treatment and that was a really challenging one and definitely had ups and downs in that because i think it just wasn't um, it was just a lot higher level uh, than i was probably capable of, but I, I stuck it out and was able to do, do all right. Um, and then, yeah. And then I went to Bondi Mental Health Center, uh, which is where I met, um, yeah, a few people, um, in terms of, yeah, academics and things like that. And this is where I kind of, yeah, met my supervisor, my to-be supervisor. Um, yeah, cause there's a research subject with it that we also had to do at the time and so we yeah i chose to kind of do mental health research there because i was just like hey i'm you know had some personal experience in you know depression and anxiety and would be interested in kind of working in this kind of area so i got put there you know for placement and for the research um subject and i was able to kind of meet uh, my supervisor there that yeah after the placement was done and kind of yeah i was able to catch up and have a coffee with him and kind of talk things through about, you know, next year about, uh, potentially doing masters of research and, you know, it, because, because that appealed more to the kind of, you know, data analysis and analytical side of me and numbers and, and writing, I think that, uh, that appealed a lot more to me because the, these clinical skills and talking <laughs> to people, it, it, still kind of scared the daylight, daylights out of me. Um, and although I was kind Somehow managing it, um, yeah. I think it appealed a lot at the time we was talking about it because, and he he had a spot for someone. Um, he had a vacancy for a student to take on a student, and I was just like, "Hey, mate, just I don't, I don't, you know, fully know um, what uh, what it involves. I, I know a bit about what it involves, but um, I'm I'm excited for it. I just want to kind of get started. Yeah, like." do you want to take me on? Um, and then, yeah. So he was like, yes. And then, and that kind of, yeah, will lead into another podcast of, you know, research and my reflex, my reflections and, um, yeah. And all the things I learned, uh, during my masters, which will be interesting to kind of talk about. Um, uh, but yeah, this, I think, yeah, just overall, it's been an interesting kind of journey, um, going from, yeah, going into a course that I didn't know what I was doing, didn't realize, you know, what it was about. And then when I understood it, I was just like, oh, no, like this is not what I imagined I would be doing. Like this is so far away from, you know, the skills that I thought I had or the assets that I thought I had. Um, And then, you know, working also, you know, being able to work as an EP as well. I was just like, oh, my gosh, like people are... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> people are paying me for, to do this and it's something that I'm you know, slowly gaining confidence in which has been really yeah good to kind of reflect on and you know realizing what I'm capable of um, because uni is not just about the results and stuff it's more about like how well you dedicate yourself to something and how well you persevere uh, because I think it is a lot um, of content a lot of things that you have to kind of go through at uni and like, it's a test of how well you apply yourself, uh, really. Um, and yeah, there'll be things that you, that scare you and that will, you know, cause you to fear and have anxiety about, but you know, your, your ability to push through and to get those things done, um, is a, is a massive achievement. And I think that needs to be kind of stated a lot. It's understated. I think, because we just take uni tertiary education for granted, that it's just something that we do. But not everyone can say that they have a tertiary degree. Um, Like, those opportunities and those resources weren't available for them, you know, for people in different areas of the world or people who just, you know, live too far away or, or things like that. And so because we think it's so... It's just an assumed thing that people have that we just really underappreciate the work that it takes, um, to have, you know, to go through a degree and complete a degree. Um, and now like, you know, this whole society thinks that, you know, just having a bachelor's not enough. Like you need to have a master's or a PhD to qualify for certain jobs. And like, yeah, they really have to realize that going through a bachelor's degree of any sort, um, is incredibly hard work. And it shows that, you know, a really high level of dedication and application to be able to go through it. And it, it speaks volumes and speaks a lot to someone's character to be able to get it done. Um, you know, while balancing, um, you know, family, staff, relationships and, um, you know, things going on at home. And so, um, yeah. And let alone a post-grad degree as well. Um, which, um, yeah, which is really interesting that I can, you know, say that, like, I've been blessed to be able to complete it, you know, going through all my issues and stuff. Um, yeah, well, you know, with the coronavirus and the COVID stuff, they, you know, canceled the ceremony, but like, I, yeah, it's been interesting. Like, I actually have my master's. I've, I've finished that. Um, yeah, it it feels weird because there's no, like, you know, formal ceremony where I, you know, shake the Dean's hand and, have photos and stuff, but like yeah, like it, it was done. I'm done with it. And like it definitely is a <laughs> is a privilege and there's a lot of lessons that were learned in there and I do want to kind of talk about a bit later. Um in another podcast. But yeah, I think and yeah. I think becoming an exercise physiologist is um yeah, has become what I want to do. Um, it definitely didn't start that way. Um, it hasn't for the longest time. Um, I think this this area to be able to help someone through and manage the chronic condition has been really valuable uh, and really rewarding. Um, and um, yeah, I couldn't recommend it high, more highly enough. Um, but yeah, I think there are still questions that I'm you know, still having, you know, being, um, being this far into it, um, you know, like what, what is it going to look like? What area do I want to specialize in? Um, and yeah, like how do I want to want to, how do I want to carry out this business or how do I want to carry out myself as an EP? How do I make a name for myself? Um, so this is, yeah, you know, even though I've done a post grad degree in it, um, there's still questions I have and still working it out and things I have to process. But I think, yeah, I think there was a lot to kind of digest. And I know this was a bit longer. I think I just kind of, yeah, talking about a few things. Cause like, I don't know, it's hard to summarize like seven years worth. I kind of like mulled over the master stuff, but I think the beginning part, because it was such a, yeah, such a stage of transition and a lot of different change, you know, things change in life and a lot of changes happen and, you know, disruptions, you're, you know, changing your routine and things like that and working out travel. Um, I think a lot of, yeah, things had to be processed and things I had to learn, you know, about myself and, um, about everything. Um, yeah, there's just so much to kind of digest. I kind of, yeah, just wanted to talk about it all, but I know I, I shouldn't have, um, but yeah. Um hope this is yeah, been a helpful kind of insight um into yeah, the different kind of fluctuations that can happen in uni like you feel like you're going well and then you know things happen and things have to change and you know, I took 5 years to finish a 4-year degree and and that's okay. Like I'm still able to work as one and um yeah, have these opportunities come and Uh, able to yeah definitely privileged to be able to do a master's and do research and all the opportunities and and you know things that I'm able to do because of it um, has been just yeah absolutely like fantastic and rewarding and incredible and yeah and yeah for people that are looking to go through this kind of thing it's it's important to kind of yeah, reflect on yourself and the growth that you do make. Um, because I think it's easy to kind of lose yourself in terms of, you know, your marks or where you're headed, but do, do think about like, you know, how much you've grown and, um, yeah, the things you're able to do because of, you know, what you studied and find gratitude for those little things um, yeah, there's a billion things I want to say, but, um, I think, yeah, this is a good time to kind of cut it off. Um, yeah, I know this is just kind of like blurring out all my thoughts. Um, thank you so much for listening. If you've made it this far, um, yeah, I hope, hope this has been helpful in terms of, yeah, having that honest conversation that, you know, things don't go as nicely, um, for people in terms of uni or like outside of uni and that, it's okay. Like we're all working it out together and yeah, hopefully honest conversations can help navigate that a lot better for all of us. Um, so yeah, thanks for listening. Um, well until next time, we'll yeah. Keep having those honest conversations fall forward and we'll see you next episode in love and peace. Bye.